Hey everybody, how are you guys doing? It's your boy here, Tino Killed It, coming into another episode of What the Fuck Am I Doing With My Life? Now, this episode is going to be a very fun one, as I have a friend of mine that is going to be joining us. My very first guest goes by the name Pierre. Um, I know him as Cam, and during the interview, you might actually hear me say that quite a few times. But if you look him up on all streaming platforms, you will look it up as Pierre. Um, And he had just released a new project uh, this past week called Vertigo. And I I invited him onto the show to talk more in detail about that project and where it is that he plans on going musically. as I have mentioned, he is a dear friend of mine, and in our 10-plus years of friendship that I've known him, this is the first project that he has dropped. So because of that, it is a very exciting thing, and I definitely wanted to invite him on the show so, one, we can talk more in detail about it and kind of just get his thoughts and feelings on it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get everything started. I said, yow. Yeah, what's oh, good, bruv? Alrighty, bruv. So, we have now got on the line here, this is a dear friend of mine. Again, I know him as Cam, but you guys will be introduced to him as Pierre. So, tell the people what's up. What's going on, everybody? As you said, my name's Cam, um, but you'll know me as Pierre, or some know me as Fly Richie. The the real day ones might know me as Remedy. Yeah. I, I go I go by many names. <laughs> a, a, man, a man of many names for sure, definitely. <laughs> uh, tell everybody where uh, like where you come from and stuff. Give them a little background real quick. Yeah, so I was born and raised in a small town in England um, called Luton, which is about thirty minutes north of London. Um, I grew up there my whole life. Um, I left England when I was about 16. I just got out of high school um, and my mom met someone stateside. And so I moved to California with her. Um, I moved to San Leandro at first. Was Not a lot of people know that, but San Leandro was the first place that I went. I actually we went... didn't know that, surprisingly enough. See? <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man. I usually skip that part of the story because I wasn't really there for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, we were there for like a, maybe a month, if that, just while um, the dude's lease, uh, he had to like see out the rest of his lease. Mm. And, then, and then we moved to Tracy after that. Got it, got and, it, got it. Yeah. And then from Tracy to Stockton, and from Stockton to San Jose, where I'm currently at. Perfect, man. Perfect. All right. Well, Pierre actually just released a project uh, this past week called Vertigo. Um, it's available on all streaming platforms. So if you guys can look that up, Pierre Vertigo. I've listened now to the project probably like a good, like probably about a good four or five times uh, since, since this came out. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? And obviously I have like, the songs that like um, are my favorite and stuff. And I think for me, it probably hits a little bit different because uh, how long we've known each other. Um, Mm -hmm. And the thing that a lot of people don't know, and I know that you're going to address it is the fact that this is the first project that you've dropped in the 11 years that you've done music. And yeah, it's crazy. And especially because since I've known you all that time, it's even crazier. The fact that this hasn't happened sooner. So um, it's definitely a, a pretty big thing and um, stuff like that. So I think one of the first questions that I kind of want to ask you is, I mean, I just kind of want you to give us a little detail about what the project is. Yeah, for sure. So um, Vertigo essentially is um, 
a story about my life. Um, when we talk about like why it's been so long, um, why it's been so long that I haven't recorded my own project and all of this, like Vertigo, it really is the reason. Um, it started off as, um, <laughs> it's really funny actually, because I, I thought that Vertigo meant something completely different, right? And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I initially thought that Vertigo meant a fear of heights, right? Mm -hmm. And and so it, it it started there, and and the reason why I chose to call it Vertigo initially was because um, I felt like I there were very high expectations um, that were placed on me for various reasons because because it's been a long time since I that I haven't dropped a project, so people are waiting for something. Um, because people have heard me feature on other people's stuff, um, because people have heard me rap before in wh whatever way, whether that was through rap battles or through features, whatever it was, there was just a, a always been a very high expectation. And I just did, didn't know if I could ever match up to that expectation. And so mm -hmm. there was always a fear of, of not, not, yeah not not living up to that or getting to a certain point and and not being able to handle it because of fucking anxiety and mm -hmm. and whatever other reason and so that was the initial reason um later on um throughout the recording process i found out that it's not what vertigo actually means <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's like an actual um disorder right and so mm -hmm. And but the thing is, the crazy thing is, is that the the real meaning fit even more um, with what was going on in my life. And so mm. it's this feeling of just being disoriented, not knowing which way's up, which way's down, feeling nauseated, like all of this. And at that point in my life, I felt like there was so much going on, man. There's like there's always so much pressure on you to. Um, to be a, different things, right? Different masks that you have to wear. So you have to be a, a son, right? You have to be a really, mm -hmm. you have to be a good son. You have yeah. to be a friend, be a really good friend. Mm -hmm. um, I've also been in college throughout the whole time throughout this project, whether that's um, grad school or undergrad, right? So be a good student, mm -hmm. um, be a good boyfriend, like all of these different things mm -hmm. that, that are demanding um, your attention and your time and trying to devote your time and attention to all of these things. And I was just, man, I just didn't know how I could do it, bro. Like at some point I, I literally felt disoriented. I felt nauseated. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And, mm -hmm. and so I was like, wow, like this, this, this name of Vertigo fits even more now. <laughs> no, absolutely. And that, and it's one of the biggest reasons why I wanted you to come onto the show and talk about this project, because this project, um, even speaks a lot to a lot of the decisions that me personally I'm making um, mm -hmm. as well as just, you know what I mean? How I've always kind of viewed myself when it comes to music as well. So once this project really came out and I, and I kind of started to, I heard that immediately. It was like, damn, like for me, that was like another bonding moment for us because um, there's a lot of things that me and you talk about and a lot of things that me and you really go into detail on. And I think that this was one of those unspoken things that we always had um, For and, sure. it's, and it's probably why we've kind of always held each other to the standards that we have is because of those expectations. Um, and I, and, uh, so one of the questions that I think I, I want to ask, because since there's such a 
a large time frame of each one of these songs and stuff like that like what were some of the influences that led to this project because there is an overall vibe right mm-hmm. and it's and, and, and it's not like it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that like for the majority it, it is pretty collaborative as far as how the sound goes it's structured very well together so yeah i'm very curious as to what influences led to that sound I think that the the biggest influence was just life in general. Um, mm-hmm. As as you like mentioned, there's like definitely a flow to the album. I've I've told people to listen in order is the best way that you're going to experience it. Mm-hmm. And because of the progression that I was going through in life, right? So so trying to at some point feeling like I had vertigo, right? Essentially, yeah. and then coming out of that. As I was coming out of it the music started to change, right? And so the songs that I wrote at first start off in a very dark place because I was in a very dark place. And as I start to come out of it, this, the music kind of brightens up a little bit. Um, I'm, you, you can definitely hear in the album, I'm trying to figure shit out. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the end of it, with the, the last song, it's kind of like, okay, I've sorted out my life now, like, this is it. I'm going to start having a more positive outlook, look on life. I'm going to grab life by the reins and like really take charge of my life. And so I think that that life in general was the biggest influence. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that life, life in general was the biggest influence. I don't know if, if sonically I could say that there was one musical influence, but mm-hmm. I listened to so much music that, for sure, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I wasn't influenced by shit that I was listening to at the time. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, I was. I, I've. I've definitely back then when I was writing this music, I was heavily listening to TDE, like Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamar, mm-hmm. Absol. Um, I was heavily listening to Danny Brown. So fucking, I'm pretty sure there are there are like sounds in there that you can hear that I was that probably just diffused into the music. But I never really sat there and said I want to make a song like this person, or I want to do this like this person. Um, but f- for sure, again, like I said, I would be a liar to say that none of that stuff influenced me, you know? Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And uh, especially because I know how big of a fan of Absol you are in particular. So, and I, and I heard it, and I heard a lot of that in there as well, too. <laughs> what would you say, as far as the project goes, like, what would you say is your favorite song on, on there? Do you have one in particular? Shit, man. Um, you know what? It's, it's changed a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that the one that I keep coming back to is Breakdown. Mm, yeah. yeah I, th- I think Breakdown is my favorite. Breakdown's also the the newest song on the album, quote unquote new, right? A lot of mm. <laughs> a lot of these songs are very old in terms of when I wrote them, but Breakdown I would say is is newer than the rest. In particular the 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 second half of the song um the first the first verse i had written for a while but the second half any anything past the first verse um yeah is is a lot newer than the things on the the rest of the show on the album so so you would definitely say it's probably more personal to where you're currently at mentally as opposed to where some of these other songs are yeah yeah yeah, which one is the which one is the oldest song on the project i i I think Um, it's don't trip but i'm not sure no, it's not actually. So I th- I want to say that OOTW is the oldest song on the project, followed by Don't Trip. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because yeah, because OOTW was actually initially recorded in my garage. Yeah, it um, was. <laughs> and I remember that experience very vividly. 
Um, <laughs> something that a lot of these people or probably all of these people are not going to know is how hard it is to record with you. It yeah, is like, <laughs> like when, when you want to talk about somebody who is a perfectionist, that is this man. And I think what's even funnier about it is half the time he doesn't know how to explain what it is that he needs. So mm-hmm. you tend to get very over animated and very like <laughs> verbal as far as like what it is you want sounding. And it's mm-hmm. so funny because you could put so much passion in it and still make zero sense. And that's what right. I think is so hilarious. Um, and yeah, I, and, I and I know initially when you showed me the project. Um, we, I told you, I was like, I feel for the engineer. Like, I was like, I feel so bad for him because I could just hear all the extra stuff that you made him add and put into there. Like what song would you say is, was the hardest to record out of all them? Shit, man. Well, first off, let me shout out Daniel Jensel because you oh, absolutely. Fucking, you're a fucking saint, man. And, and <laughs> <laughs> And you made this project sound amazing despite my fucking crazy ass. Um, <laughs> the hardest song to record, I don't know. I don't know if any of the, none of the verses were hard to go in and record, right? I, I, I had memorized all the verses. I had practiced them a thousand times by myself. So I don't think the recording of any of the songs was really that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but to go back in and edit what did we spend the most time on maybe happy place okay um maybe happy place or um also paradise we spent a lot on a lot of the songs that you hear a lot of weird shit we spent a lot of time on i mean with just just as an example so like happy place mm-hmm. um <laughs> i had um there's there's several like samples in there and so i had daniel um i there's there's the end of happy place right i had this idea of um of of trying to portray to the listener um that there's this image of that we all have a family right i was always very close to my family mm-hmm. um and uh, somewhere around the time that i was getting ready to leave um things just started crumbling um for one reason or another people started fighting and it just all turned very dark and that was a very different scenario than how I remember things growing up. Right. Yeah. And, and so happy place is talking about taking me back to a happy place, but then at the same time, you, you can get snapped back to reality in an instant. And so I had this image in my head of there being um, a picture of my family and then someone lighting it on fire with a, with a, um, with a lighter and then it just slowly burning up and crumpling. And so I told Daniel, I was like, I have this image in my head. I want to portray that picture. Again, this is what I mean about me not really being able to explain shit. But yeah. <laughs> I, I want to portray that picture musically, okay? And I want to keep with this theme um, because the the beat already had a Barney sample in it, right? So I was yeah. like, I want to I want to keep that. What what song is more popular in Barney than I love you? Mm-hmm. And and it says we're a happy family, right? Yeah. Which is everything that I wanted to portray. But I was like, now, right? We have we so we looked for online for this Barney sample, right? Which <laughs> was fucking hilarious. So we look online for that. We find it, and then I'm like, now we need to fuck this shit up. Like, we need to, we literally need to destroy this fucking Barney and make fucking kids want to cry, right? <laughs> like, 
And so that was really funny, dude. And so yeah. we spent we spent a while doing that. Um, there's also an anime sample in there, so we got an uh, we got a fucking episode of an anime and fucking chopped the shit out of that just to get Fuck. one word from it, one word from the anime. Then we fucking downloaded. Um, there's one part on there. Um, Fuck, what song is it? You know that song that's like, um, fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Who sings that song again? Now, fuck that bitch. Young young Jock? Oh, oh, um, oh God. Okay, I I know what song you're talking about, though. Young Um, Jeezy or one of them niggas, I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) it's hella funny. After this gets aired, we'll remember exactly who it is. I'll have to put it in the episode details. Okay. Um, But you got, like, and and the funny thing is, actually, I remember, uh, when you explained the Barney sample to me initially. And mm-hmm. obviously I go back and I listen to happy place uh, quite, quite a bit, mostly because my name gets mentioned in it. Yes, uh, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but also like listening to it, like it really was like the distortion of it was like literally as perfect as could be. So I remember like listening to it and thinking, I'm like, I know cam, like I know cam well enough to know, like, yeah, slower slower no don't no, like, <laughs> literally just tear it apart like i just i felt the whole studio experience through it and that's what i think is really great about it um yeah dude I, so I would, I would say happy place i think the song that got dragged through the ringer the most the one that i did over and over again and sat on and then decided like fucking years later that i didn't like it and we needed to change it was don't trip um mm. don't trip had the most revisions out of anything got it so I mean, like I said, knowing you and knowing how much of a perfectionist you are, and especially with a lot of these songs, like you said, like, Don't Trip was something that was written, like, that was, like, probably, like, five years ago, I think. And um, mm-hmm. and even then, like, to still have those alterations. Were there any songs that were done that didn't make the cut at all for this project? Yeah, quite a few, actually. Um, quite a few. So I, I was going to take OOTW out in favor of another song that I wrote called LTN, which is a, a song about, essentially about my hometown. Um, mm-hmm. And at the, last, at the last minute, I decided not to put it in. Um, there were a few others that I wrote for this project. Like, the project was a lot longer when I, when I um, like, initially had planned it mm-hmm. out. Um, but I didn't ever record any of those. So those got cut out before the recording process um, or before the latest recording process. Let me... Let me um, not leave, leave that out because other other songs in the past I've recorded for this project at different studios, at different houses, different garages mm-hmm. that were all supposed to be part of Vertigo. But by the time I, I reached Dan, um, I would say there was only one more track that that were, that I recorded for the album that I didn't end up putting on. But it'll, it'll come out probably next project. Nice, nice. Okay. Yeah. And then what would you say like, now that the project is out, like, how has the release been for you? Um, fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's been crazy. The, the, the feedback and the response has been wild. Um, it's honestly been a little bit overwhelming. Um, I think some of that vertigo has started to kick in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm better now, but I think on the day after the release is when it, it kind of hit me and I, you and I talked and, yeah. and you told me that like, you called me specifically for that reason. Cause you yeah. knew I would be going through it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, I, I seriously was like, I went, I, in an instant, I went from being like, yo, this is so dope to being like, Oh fuck. I feel sick to my stomach. I'm like fucking sweating. Like <laughs> what's going on. And, and it was instantly, dude, I can't even tell you the moment that it happened. It just, 
it just did all of a sudden i'm like all caught up on making sure like i thank people and all of that and somewhere in the middle of all of that it just hit me and i'm just like oh i feel like shit um yeah so <laughs> and, and that's funny because uh like, like you mentioned i did call you the moment that i seen that because um, I think it was specifically I was looking at your Instagram story and I just seen how many times you were reposting people's stuff. And I was like, holy shit, dude, like he really just got a lot of support. And then mm-hmm. I thought about it because I thought about how I would be handling that initially. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I would do this now, but definitely like something I probably would have done before would have been like, I need to find a way to kind of slow this down. Um, right, and exactly. it's exactly why I called you, and it was a good thing I did. Um, and the and the beauty in this project too that I, I think as well because it kind of leads into my next question um, is why did this project take so long to drop? Mm. Okay, so I I think multiple reasons. So the first reason is just my own fucking neurotic brain, honestly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's the best way to describe it. Like you said, Mm -hmm. I'm a perfectionist. It's a a Virgo thing. And I'm I'm very particular about the smallest shit. So there were... (laughs) There were multiple times where this music was, for all intensive purposes, it was finished, Mm -hmm. right? And I would hear one little tiny thing that I could just not unhear. And I mean, like, it could be the way that I pronounced the first half of a four-letter word. I mean, <laughs> like, like very minuscule shit like that. And I would try to forget about it, but I couldn't. And then I would, tr- I don't like to punch, which you know this yeah. about me. I don't like to punch in at all. Um, Dan, shout out Dan, because Dan knows I don't, don't like to punch. He's <laughs> like, why don't you just... Why don't you just punch? I'm like, no, I don't like to punch. Um, And so I would go in and record a whole verse again, um, just so that I could get that one part right. And so um, I I think that's that's part of the reason. Another reason is shit got lost, right? So at some point I recorded at Unseen Asylum in Stockton Mm -hmm. um, that they ended up getting broken into. I lost a bunch of music through that. I recorded with Cameron and then um, I shout out Abby James or he's going by Not Alama now, but hmm. um, shout, shout out him. I recorded a bunch with him and then that kind of that situation fell apart. So I lost all that music again. I started recording with you and then things just got busy for me, like life in general. Yeah. Right? I started I started undergrad. I was working a lot. I had to focus on certain things and then relationship. And it goes back to not knowing where to how to allocate my time. Yeah. Right. And so that happened a lot and then i would start recording it again and then get busy again and then it's a fucking cycle and then start thinking that oh it's not fucking good enough and yeah and just over and over again um but but you know what let me say one thing Mm -hmm. is that although it sucks that it's taken this album many 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 years to come out if i would have put it out back then you guys wouldn't have got the version of the album that's out now Mm -hmm. Thou- thousand percent. I, I, I agree mean, this... with that. A thousand percent. I a thousand percent agree with that. Yeah, yeah, a thousand percent. It 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 would have been completely different, man. Huh. It, it, yeah, the 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 shit that has changed in the the now the the most recent version, the version that I put mm-hmm. out, to how shit was before. I mean, it's it's in my mind, it's completely different. Yeah. Like it's you know, I've I've changed so much shit from back then. Um, and that just came from time, man. It came from time. It came from experience. 
it, 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 it came from living with the music. I've had this music for a long time, so I get to listen to it all the time. Like I've, I've gotten the chance to listen to it over and over again. And by the time I would go back to the studio, I mean, we're talking, it could be months upon two years apart between studio visits, right? <laughs> and so like in that time, dude, I learned a lot about the music. I learned new things. I added new things by the time the next time I went. And yeah, so the, the most recent version that, or the, the, the version that I put out definitely is the, the, the best version. Definitely. I, I, I think I can agree for that, too, because a lot of these songs that you've put on the project, I heard in their earlier stages. So to mm-hmm. hear where they started at back then to where they are now, like, absolutely. I, I think definitely, like, how everything came together so cohesively, like, it it really is, like, pr- like your work. It, it's your masterpiece for sure. So right. now that you have this first project out, I mean, what's next? Um next uh, i'm gonna work well first i need to need to um write this album out so i'm i'm gonna be working on continuing to promote mm-hmm. um i want to do at least one music video mm-hmm. um if not more but at least one um yeah and, and try and push it to some blogs and stuff like that if i can um but the next thing i want to start working on new music man which i've already started writing new shit perfect and in all honesty, that's the shit that I'm excited for. Like the new shit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really, ex- I'm really excited because man, I've, I've learned so much. Like, and I feel like I'm a much better artist now than I was when I wrote Vertigo. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to get this new stuff out. Honestly, I, I totally I'm really excited. Yeah, and I, and I, I'm excited for it too, because um, I think me and you kind of had the same kind of evolving path where I feel like, Vertigo for you is like what new me was for me, um, where yes. it was a lot of stuff that had been kind of harbored in and held in for a while. And it was good to finally release that. But then it was like, and people were are reciprocating it very well, but you guys are like, Oh man, you have seen nothing yet. And, um, right. and I think that that's where I find this the most exciting. Right. Yeah. M- musically. I think the new shit is, is on another level. Yeah. Um, so but that's that's not to take away from this project at all i mean i wouldn't have put i wouldn't have put it out if i didn't think it was good oh absolutely um so and if it wasn't for certain people that kept pushing me so (laughs) including you yeah absolutely absolutely shout out to corona too because the the whole virus shit is another part of the reason why i put it out as well Um, tino killed it does not condone coronavirus uh so (laughs) therefore the the shout out will be taken with a grain of salt but i I understand absolutely i'm about to get covid19 tatted across my leg (laughs) um like I kind of mentioned at the at the beginning of this, uh, me and Cam have go way back, like 10 plus years. And I mean, to see the evolving for both of us, you know what I mean? Being on the opposite end, uh, looking in, uh, it's definitely been so amazing to watch. And me and you have had some of the absolute craziest, craziest. adventures that you could ever imagine. And um, I actually want you to explain one of your favorite adventures of ours i don't i don't know which one out of all of them but oh shit man there's so many dude um fuck okay so i i i think that one of the the funniest 
Dude, there's so many that I offhand I can think of three really good ones. I feel but... like I know which three they are, and I feel like I know <laughs> which story you're gonna tell. But I w- I want to see if it goes that way. So, okay, I, I I have a good one. So the Tino and I um, went to a music festival um, called the Oakland <laughs> Oakland Oakland Music Festival. Or oh, in fact, you know what? We weren't we weren't even at the music festival. We were. At the after party, we were at a different music festival. <laughs> I knew this was um, this was the story. I knew this was the story. All right, go ahead. <laughs> we were at a different a different music festival entirely. Um, Bay Area vibes, called, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Bay, Bay Area vibes. Yeah. At the time, I was writing for a music blog, and so they had asked me to go to cover the event, um, and I. I had like an extra, uh, extra like guest pastor or whatever. And so I asked Tina to come with me. Tina was down, even though it was his grandma's birthday, he still came with me, um, which is amazing, bro. Find your, find yourself friends that will skip grandma's birthday for you. Um, but <laughs> anyway, so we went to this music festival, had an incredible, incredible time out by the water. It was two days. Um, one of the days, I think it was the first day, right? The first night. Yeah. Um, there, there was also another music festival going on. So we missed the festival, but we decided to go to the after party. At the after party, um, prior to that, we had stopped back at the hotel. We had drank even more. So we were both smashed, like stupid drunk. And I like, I needed to go sit down, dude. It was just like, fuck, I, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm hella drunk. So I went to the back of the room and I sat down on the floor <laughs> Which, which, who does that? Like, who fucking sits on the floor at a, at a fucking after party? But I did. I, I sat down and I like fell asleep, dude. Like I hella knocked out. Next thing, I, I, I remember coming to. I open my eyes and like there's just hella people there. And I'm like, oh, I don't feel good. I close my eyes again. I open my eyes again and I like look up and people are like all kind of by the stage. And I'm like, oh shit, like is is because gold link was supposed to perform so i'm like oh shit is that gold link like oh fuck that's dope i knock out again <laughs> when i when i come to again i look up and i hear someone rapping and i'm like dang gold link's still on and then i'm i look closer and i'm like hold on a minute that's not gold link that's fucking tino <laughs> i'm like what the hell is going on bro and tino's up on up on the stage rapping and i'm like oh i should probably go up there to support him but I just can't do it. So I knock out again. <laughs> the next time I come to, there must be like five people in the building. And and so I'm guessing the shit must be coming to an end. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I really need to get up. So I start looking around, trying to find Tino. Cannot find his ass anywhere. I'm like, where did this motherfucker go? Like, where is he? Bearing in mind, I'm still very drunk. So I kind of I kind of ask around inside. I'm like, you seen this guy? He's wearing a wife beater. <laughs> Prob- probably wearing some jorts, some jean shorts. <laughs> I don't know where he is. He's, he's, I'm supposed to go with him. And so everybody says no. So I'm just like, well, I'm fucked. We're in a super sketch part of Oakland in like this warehouse district, and I'm like, I'm fucked. So. I go outside, I, and I don't remember if this is the. I think this is the first time you that you did this because there was another time that this happened. Yeah, as well, but I won't, yeah, this I was won't a, get yeah, into but that. this was the first one for sure. This yeah. was the first. So I, I go outside and I start talking um, to some people, and I'm just kind of chilling with them, and then they get ready to leave, and I'm like, "Well, this is my my one opportunity. If I don't ask them, I didn't have a phone either. I lost it in our one of our Vegas trips, which was also with Tina, by the way. <laughs> so I didn't have a phone, so." 
I asked them, I'm like, oh, hey, would you guys mind dropping me to my hotel? They're like, yeah, where are you staying? I'm like, I don't know. It's somewhere in Oakland, right? <laughs> I, I could not remember the name of the hotel. So they're like, for sure. Well, we'll try find it. So um, anyway, they asked if we can stop off somewhere. Um, we end up at this, um, this recording studio, which I guess is a pretty big recording studio in Oakland. And the people that I'm with, they end up being like really well-known producers um, in the Oakland scene. And we're just kicking it. We're sharing music. We're drinking Hennessy. I'm showing them music from England. They're showing me music from over here. And it's just a vibe. And we're drinking. Somehow I managed to keep drinking. Um, but after, during that experience, um, the, one of the guys, hella drunkenly, shout out Guled, my boy. Now he's my boy, but back then I just met the nigga, but he's like, you know what, bro? You know who you remind me of? That one British film director, Guy Ritchie. He's like, yeah, you Guy Ritchie, bro. And he's like, no, in fact, you Fly Ritchie. <laughs> and that's where the fuck the name came from. That's true. Um, so we fucking leave. Um, and I eventually managed to like remember the first letter of the motel or something like that. We Google it and they, they say the name and I'm like, yep, that's it. I go inside. I tell them, thank you. I exchange details and shit. I go inside open the door and this nigga Tino is knocked out on the bed still in his shoes still in all of his clothes he's on his stomach flat just passed out like I'm like Tino what the fuck and he's like I just knocked out so then I just passed out too and that's the end of that story <laughs> but I made it I made it home it must have it was light outside by the time I made it back so I don't even know what time it was but yeah, yeah. funny thing about that too was we woke up maybe about like three or four hours later or something yep. and I woke up and I was like oh shit he made it back because <laughs> when I made it back to the room I had left him there because I couldn't find him and I assumed he left me and it actually ended up being the other way around so when I got to the back of the room, I was like, I better wake up and this motherfucker better be here. And, he, and sure enough, he was. And I was all pissed off at him. But in reality, I was the one that fucked up. So I was there those... in the back, man, just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was just knocked out asleep in the back while I was rapping on stage with Gold Lakes. It was hell of an experience for sure. But all righty, Cam. Well, thank you so much, man, for coming on to the podcast, man. And, no worries, uh, def bro. Yeah, definitely. And Everybody, please go check out uh, his project, Vertigo, that's out on all streaming platforms now. I promise you it is worth every minute that you listen. Um, this man put his this man has put his blood, sweat, and tears in it for the past 11 years. So yes. please make sure you guys go show love to that. And um, yeah. I'm pretty sure this will not be the last time I have you on this show, for sure. Oh, no. Let's... We got to talk about more of these experiences. For sure. Let's do it again, man. Um, <laughs> if everyone can follow me at Fly Richie, that's F L Y R I T C H I E. Um, like Tino said, Vertigo. It's under um, my my rap moniker, I guess Pierre, which is also my last name. So P I E R R E with an accent. Um, and then I also have a podcast as well called the Rusty that's true. the Rusty Rupees. So if I don't plug that. And these niggas are gonna kill me. And one of them, one of them is really big, so he could crush me in the palm of his hand. Um, yeah. Shout out Justin. But anyway, for real. <laughs> so R U S T Y R U P E E S anywhere apart from Twitter because it's two Y's on Twitter because Twitter's some hoes. Um, yeah, man, check me out. We're we're out. I'm out here trying to do some stuff. So for sure. Uh, All righty, bro. Well, thank you again, man, for coming on here and um like i said everybody please go check that out man it's worth it for sure yes please thank you for having me on brother hey for sure man i'll talk to you later man all right man later all right let peace
I want to thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Uh, this episode was very important for me uh, because one, not only is Cam a dear friend of mine, um, but what he's go what he was going through and displaying through Vertigo, uh, the project itself, is something that is directly why I prompted to do this podcast to begin with. Um, so I thought it was really important to get a outside perspective on somebody who's going through the same thing that I am. And I could pretty much assure that there are a lot of artists out there who are dealing with a lot of the same things as far as like feeling like overwhelmed when maybe that they get support and appreciation from people about their their art. Um, believe it or not, it is a very overwhelming experience. And it's something that I can't really fully explain as to why we tend to back away when we get that love and appreciation. Um, but definitely something that not only is Pierre pushing through uh, by doing this project, um, but also something that I'm doing as well. So definitely shows why me and him have always been so close because it seems like we're always on the same wavelength. So make sure you guys uh, check out Vertigo from Pierre on all streaming platforms. Can't say that enough. Um, also make sure you guys check out Beneficial uh, that's out there now for Tino Killed It. If you guys look back uh, to two episodes ago, you guys will actually see that I had released a song about that. Um, I should be having another single coming out within the next month or two as well. So definitely stay tuned for that. But in order to get all access to all of this stuff here, please make sure you guys go to patreon.com forward slash Tino Killed It. There for a $5 monthly pledge, you guys can get access to all materials as they come first, as well as uh, being shouted out in these podcasts. Thank you guys, all my patrons out there who help make everything possible. You guys have a very blessed week, and we'll do this same time next week, guys. All right. Have a good one.